It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Wentz atrás, busca el pase, suelta la bola, completo, Alshon Jeffrey, cae en la uno, pero hay una penalidad, hay pañuelo. Jeffrey terminó la jugada en la línea 1 y vamos a ver contra quién es la penalidad. Y veremos a ver aquí, todavía aquí viene. Touchdown Eagles, Terry McCauley con la señal. El referí decide que esto es una anotación. Touchdown, Philadelphia. Feel like I'm going crazy. I feel like after watching yesterday's Eagles game against the Chiefs and seeing the Eagles lose and seeing all of the reaction today on Monday, September 18th, one day after the Eagles lost to the Chiefs, I feel like I'm going crazy. I feel like we're talking about the main thing after this game is the running game. And we should be talking about it. I get it. That makes sense. It's a big issue. We all want the Eagles running game to be better. It's not going to happen. That's the problem. It doesn't matter if you run the ball more. We said this on the WIP show, BGN Radio on Saturday. I just don't get it, guys. You can you can tell me until you're blue in the face that running the ball more often is going to help because it establishes the run or it keeps the defense honest. No, it doesn't. No, not with this team. They can't run the ball. They don't have the running backs to run the ball. I've been saying it all offseason. We know this. There's no mystery here. People keep hopping into my mentions on Twitter. You can follow me at Brandon Gowton if you don't already. It's delightful. It's insane to me how people are just like, well, we don't know what these running backs are until we run the ball. You know what the running backs are. They're not good. They're not good running backs. You can run them as much as you want. It's They're not going to magically get better. I don't know what you guys want. I don't know what we want. The running game isn't the only issue. 
there's a lot to talk about today. Uh, I first the first thing I really wanted to get to was how I really feel about this game, and and it's not going to fit my attitude considering how I'm all worked up about this. But I don't think yesterday's game really mattered a ton. Now, obviously, you don't want to lose any games. Every every game matters to some extent. But as far as losses go, yesterday's loss to the Chiefs wasn't a huge deal. Because look at it this way. If the Eagles win this week against the Giants, and now I'm not saying that's a, a, a assumed thing, because you can't just assume any wins in the NFL. But the Eagles usually do pretty well against the Giants. Let's face it, they're 14-4 and four in their last 18 meetings against the G-Men. And the Eagles are at home, and they've they're won their last four games at home against the Giants. The Giants are playing tonight, as I'm recording this podcast. We'll see how they do against the Lions. I feel like the Lions will beat them. We'll see. I don't think the Giants are very good. We'll see. In any case, the Eagles have a chance to beat the Giants and go 2-1 and one on the season. And they'll be 2-0 and oh still in the division, which is really important, and 2-0 and oh in those conference games. So... I'm really not worried about the Eagles after a loss like that yesterday. I thought they played pretty well overall. There's obviously some things there to fix. Um, there's there's a there's a bunch of issues. This isn't a championship team yet. I don't think anyone really realistically expected a championship team, or at least you shouldn't have, unless you want to say that they're a championship team because anyone can make the playoffs, and then from there, anyone can go on a run in the playoffs. But that's that's not a normal thing. They're not a championship favorite by any means. They have flaws. And I talked about it at the beginning of the show. I think it's going to be a main theme, not just throughout this show, but unfortunately throughout the season, and it's the run game. The Eagles aren't balanced enough. Yes, I fully admit this. But to blame all of it on Doug Peterson... And here's the thing. I'm not even the biggest Doug Peterson guy. I feel like I've defended him, so maybe I'm I'm becoming one. But it's not even that it's not even that to me. It's not even that like I just love Doug and I'm trying to defend him. It's just I don't know what he's supposed to do with these running backs. They're so bad. They're not good. They can't create anything. The offensive line is an issue too. Absolutely. The blocking isn't good enough. Isaac Smallo allowed four sacks yesterday. And from what I could tell, he didn't get a lot of good push in the run game. The offensive line as a whole didn't. Jason Kelsey is still struggling, which shouldn't be a surprise, considering he's struggled for the past couple years here. But the running game, it all comes back to that for some people. It feels like that's all we're talking about after the Eagles' loss. And it, it drives me nuts that people are going, oh, it was working. No, it wasn't. It was not working. Clearly it was not working. After Darren Sproles' first two runs of the game, the Eagles averaged three yards per carry. It was 34 yards on 11 carries after the first two Darren Sproles' runs. That's not good. Three yards per carry is not good. They were not running the ball effectively. And they shouldn't be. Because the running backs aren't good. I don't know how many times I have to say this. Darren Sproles is your best running back. I think we can all agree on that, at least, right? For for whatever we disagree about here, we can all agree that Darren Sproles is the best running back, right? 
And if that's the case, that's a failure. That's a huge failure because guess what? Darren Sproles is a 34-year-old running back. And guess how many attempts per game that Darren Sproles is averaging over his long career? Four. Four rushing attempts per game. He's not a full-time player. We've said this all along. We've known this all along. So why all of a sudden do we expect him to get a ton more touches? If you want to give him a ton more touches, I'm fine with it. But it's just not realistic. He's just suddenly going to go from this four-carry-a-game player to a 20-carry-per-game guy. It's not going to happen. It's just not, it's not realistic. So you could give him some more touches in that game. Fine. I don't care. Do it. Go ahead. I don't, I'm not going to argue with that. But it's not this magical cure-all solution. What's up, Neil? Checking in in the comments here on Facebook. By the way, if you're listening to this on the replay, you can watch this live on Mondays around 4 o'clock or so in the 4 o'clock hour on Bleeding Green Nation's Facebook page. That's facebook.com backslash Bleeding Green Nation. If you're tuning in to me live and you're in the comments down there, hey, everyone, how's it going? Some people were complaining that the Eagles didn't give enough carries to LeGarrette Blunt because they gave him no carries. What did you want to see out of LeGarrette Blunt that you haven't seen already? Yes, he went over for a 1,000 yard rushing yards last year with the Patriots, who have one of the best offenses in the league, or at least did last year. One, literally the best head coach and best quarterback ever. So it's not the same situation here. And the other thing with LeGarrette Blount is he hasn't been good. He hasn't been good when they've used him. He wasn't even that great last year in, from an efficiency standpoint. Yes, he had the volume stats. He ran for over 1,000 yards, but he only averaged 3.9 yards per carry. That's not good. That's not great. And at the same time, he turns 31 this season, and he's coming off of a big workload. And we saw it with DeMarco Murray in 2015. When these running backs come off these big workloads, they're not always good that year after because their their body is breaking down or they're tired. or It's just how it works in the NFL. We see it all the time. It's not an anomaly. So between LeGarrette Blunt aging and the fact that he had a big workload last year, and the fact that he was really never too efficient to begin with, I don't know what we're expecting out of him. He, LeGarrette Blount now, preseason, this preseason, and week one combined, he's averaging three yards per carry. That's not the solution. And if you're going to be like, oh, he needs to get some of those touches to get in a rhythm and be a volume guy, at what expense are you doing that? The passing game was working. Were the Eagles not in the game with the Chiefs? Pretty much all game long until the end? They were, and things fell apart. Really, I look at it like the defense gives up that big play to Kareem Hunt. All of a sudden, the Eagles are playing from behind, and they pretty much have to pass. And the Eagles, or the Chiefs knew the Eagles have to pass, so they're teeing off, yes. Now... Let's go back to what I said this offseason. I said all offseason. I said, look at the success that Dak Prescott had with the Cowboys as a rookie. Why did he have that success? Because Ezekiel Elliott should have been the rookie of the year. He was amazing last year. He's rushing so well that the Cowboys last year were throwing the ball the third fewest amount of times of any NFL team. That helped out Dak so much. Now... 
I'm not expecting the Eagles to take it to that extreme because, first of all, they don't have the running back to do that. Or, or they, I don't even think they could have gotten one. That's unrealistic to ask for a Zeke-level running back. I'm not saying that's realistic. But, man, for them to have that model of where Dak doesn't have to pass the ball a lot and the pressure is taken off of him, I wish the Eagles could just implement that a little more. Not to the extent, again, not to, to the extreme where the Eagles are barely passing the ball. Look, the Eagles drafted Carson Wentz. They traded up for him for a reason. They want him to pass the ball. But it would just be nice if the Eagles could be a little more balanced and they could have a guy in the running game who could make some plays, even if the offensive line isn't great, which they clear, the Eagles clearly need in this situation, but they don't have him. And it sucks. It's unfortunate. And by the way, while we're on this topic of Dak, look how terrible he looked when you took away his running game. It's still a joke to me that Dak was named Rookie of the Year. It should have been Zeke. All of Dak's success is predicated on Zeke being able to run the ball or the Cowboys being able to run the ball. And it's funny. You take that away, suddenly Dak doesn't look so good. Meanwhile, Carson Wentz doesn't have any semblance of a running game. And he wasn't perfect against the Chiefs, but he still played reasonably well overall. And he was a big reason they were in that game for most of the game. He accounted literally for 95.5% of the team's offense between passing yesterday for over 300 yards and also rushing for uh, 55 yards. So Carson Wentz is being asked to do a lot. And I wanted him going into the season to not be asked to do that much because it's too much. He's going to have to carry the team at some points. He's going to have these games every once in a while where it's going to have to be skewed to the pass because that's why you drafted him. But overall, it's too much and they need the running game needs to be better. But guess what, folks? It's not going to happen, at least in my mind, because I don't know. I don't know the solution. You can say it's Doug sticking with the run more. I just don't see it. The running backs are bad for like the billionth time I'm saying it now on this on this show. They're just not going to get better. They're just not good enough. Look at the group of guys and tell me that that's not like a bottom five group of running backs. Darren Sproles is a great running back. He's a part-time player. Garrett Blunt had a good season last year. He doesn't look like the same player as much. You can try him out there. He didn't look good in week one. I mean, at least he looked, I think he looked okay, but he doesn't look so good that you're like, oh man, we got to get this guy touches. Wendell Smallwood hasn't made anything out of his touches. You can get Corey Clement in there. I'm all for it. Do it. Give him a shot. I don't think it's going to be any much different. Go ahead. I think the reality is that the Eagles 2017 running backs are exactly like their 2016 wide receivers. They're just not good enough, and the solution isn't an in-season solution. We all thought, you know, or at least a lot of people said bringing up Bryce Treggs or Paul Turner, you know, getting them involved might make a difference last year, and it didn't. And they're, they're not even on the team anymore. Bryce Treggs is on the practice squad. Paul Turner is a free agent. So, uh, I guess that's enough about the running backs. I'll probably somehow still be talking about them i'll probably remember something that i didn't say or but for now i gotta get off it for a little bit because i'm getting too worked up um frustrating times let's look ahead a little bit to next week to the giants game as i mentioned earlier in the show i feel pretty good about this one 
because I feel like the Eagles always beat the Giants. I just don't think the Giants are very good. Our good friend Stephen Lee, the man himself, and he's on Twitter. That's at Stephen with a P-H. So S-T-E-P-H-E-N underscore Lee 20. Stephen Lee 20. Bringing us today's over-unders for this podcast. Number one. Two forced turnovers for the Eagles against this Giants offense. I'm taking the over. Because, look, Eli throws picks against this team. We saw him do it last year in the last game, or the second to last game of the season in Philly. Eli throws picks. That's what happens. And he's going to face a lot of pressure. That Giants offensive line is not good. We said that all offseason, and it's week one at least. That's how it that's how that's what we saw. It's not good. So I'm taking the over on that. I think the Eagles are going to harass Eli Manning. And, and in that theme, uh, I'm running through these a little quickly today because I think they're. I'm pretty confident in, in taking the over on all of them. Spoiler alert. Brandon Graham, 1.5 sacks. He had half a sack against the Chiefs this week. Pass rush was awesome. That's a, that's a definite positive. And that's something we have to be talking about. And maybe haven't been talking about enough because taking it for granted, the Eagles' pass rush is great. It is really, really good. They have eight sacks through two games. That's the most they've had since 2011, which is the year where the wide nine, you know, they brought it in, and the Eagles didn't have a great season in terms of overall defense, but the sack totals were high, and they had 50 that year. So if they have eight through two games now, and they had nine through two games back in 2011, that's a pretty good indicator that the Eagles are going to have a lot of sacks this year, and I think it's going to continue. So Brandon Graham, he had a half a sack in week two. He had two sacks in week one. The over-under for Brandon Graham at this week is set at 1.5. I'm taking the over on that because I think Brandon Graham is going to go up against the Giants' right tackle, whose name escapes me right now. Is it is it Bobby? Is it Bobby... Giants right tackle. Is it Bobby Hart? Am I thinking of? Um, yes. Giants right tackle Bobby Hart. That guy is not good at all. And Brandon Graham is going to eat his lunch. So you can all look forward to that. Lastly, Darren Sproles. See, I knew we were going to get back to the running thing. Darren Sproles, 50 yards rushing and receiving combined. I'm taking the over. It's on 50 I think Darren Sproles, you're going to see him continue to be used in this run game. Maybe not as much as you would like, but it's going to be, he's going to have to be the guy. Just like he kind of was last year when Ryan Matthews got hurt and they had to lead on him as a a lead guy. Now, I, I know I just said earlier in the show that you can't expect 20 carries out of him a game, and I still believe that. But you're probably going to still use him a decent amount, at least 10 or so a game, because I don't know how else they're going to get through with this running back situation. Again, you can try Blunt a little bit more. I just don't think he's going... It just, he's not giving you much. Wendell Smallwood isn't giving you much. These guys aren't giving you much. There's no real great reason to just stick with the running game just because. Just for some arbitrary reason. I There were some tweets about that today. Good friend of the show, Dan Klausner writing about how imagine the Eagles sticking with the run just because because people want them to and they eke out 2.5 yards per carry on 25 carries 
as the offense continuously stalls. What happens then? Everyone goes, Doug is too conservative. They shouldn't be running the ball. It's not working, right? I mean, the reality is to me, anytime you lose, the coach, everyone, they're going to be criticized. And some of it's fair, for sure. There's, there's always fair criticism. There's always room for criticism. But at the same time, I think at the same, we look for things to complain about. And the running backs are a big target with this team. And it's, I, I just think it's going to be an issue all year long. And that sucks. It's not fortunate. Nate Rue in the, in the comments here saying Blunt hasn't been used correctly. I don't know how you use him correctly. Tell me how you use him correctly because I don't think – he's averaging 3.0 yards per carry. What is the right way to use him? I don't see it. The way I look at it, again – is the fact that Darren Sproles is the best running back on this team, and he's 34 years old, and he's a great part-time player, but if he's your best lead option on a team, you're screwed. What's he supposed to do? What's Doug Peterson supposed to do when he when he's working with that? He's not going to be able to run the ball a ton. You just don't have good runners. And the offensive line... It's really disappointing how they've played in terms of expectation. We all thought this was going to be a better offensive line. You saw Pro Football Focus rank it as number one. I thought that was too high. I think we all at BGN Radio had talked about that's too high. But still, you would think it would be better than it is. And for the Eagles to really just give up on Allen Barber, which I thought was an okay move, because I thought he wasn't going to be around after this year anyway, and you get a, a potential pick for him and you save the cap space. But guess what? It's not looking good so far because Isaac Samal is really struggling at left guard, and the Eagles handed him the job, and they didn't really make Allen Barber. Uh, they didn't give Allen Barber a chance to compete for that. They just shipped him out to the Broncos. And having Barber, who had a good year last year at left guard, would look a lot better right now. Um... It's a frustrating day. You know, any any day after the Eagles lose, obviously a frustrating day. I don't think we should get too down on it, as I said earlier. They're 1-1 one one still. They have a division win. The, the loss was an AFC loss. I think what they showed us in that Chiefs game is that they belonged. And that's not insignificant because you might not like moral victories, but the reality is this is a Chiefs team that went to New England and beat the crap out of the Patriots by the end of the game and not many teams do that that's a good team the Chiefs are a good team and for the Eagles to be step for step with them for most of the game and even have a lead at one point I think that's pretty good because the Eagles had some injuries in that game early on with Rodney McLeod and you saw that the impact of that injury when it was Corey Graham assigned to make a tackle in the open field on Kareem Hunt, and he couldn't. You know, I feel a lot better about Rodney McLeod's chances of stopping that play. And Jalen Watkins went down, which might have been a good thing. I mean, I don't, I don't wish injury on him, but a good thing in the sense that we got to see Rizul Douglas played, and he played a lot better than I would expect. I still think there are concerns about him. You know, he's a rookie, so I'm not giving up on him. I just think there are concerns about his speed. And when I saw the Eagles... Uh, when I saw the Chiefs, rather, run that play to Tyreek Hill, it was a short pass, and I saw Rizul Douglas come up and make the big tackle. It was a great tackle. That was the first thought. Second thought was that they were going to set him up with a double move, and they were going to target him deep. It was a setup play. They were going to get Rizul Douglas feeling good about himself. 
Thankfully, that didn't happen. The Eagles held Tyree Kill in control. They held the Chiefs' offense, I would say, in control for the most part. The pass rush was obviously huge in that respect. We saw Chris Long have a sack. Um, multiple guys had sacks. I can't even remember off the top of my head that it's, it's just a situation where this whole defensive line is getting good pressure. We saw Michael Kendricks get a sack. He's been playing really well in limited playing time. Um, this defense overall, pretty impressed with it, I would say, for the most part through two games. I think you could have looked at this defense and the, the concerns at cornerback, and you could have expected a, a worse in the sense of getting beat deep down the field. I know there were some shots last week against Washington where the receivers were getting open, but Kirk Cousins was inaccurate. And some of that's Kirk Cousins being terrible, and some of that's probably him feeling pressure and feeling like he needs to get the ball out quick so maybe he's not making the best passes. So feel good about this Eagles defense. This Eagles offense, you know, comes back to the running game. It's just not good enough. I just don't think it's going to be anything that you can really solve. You know, you, you teams are going to be weak somewhere, and I don't like that excuse because I feel like the Eagles didn't have to use a fourth-round pick and a seventh-round pick on Donnell Pumphrey. They could have at least got someone maybe who could contribute instead of being the fifth-string running back and now on injured reserve. So there are still some offensive issues, and we have to blame Chip Kelly too. You know, since we're handing out blame all around today, Chip Kelly traded LaShawn McCoy. And it would have been awesome to keep that guy from a from the perspective of having a good running back around because LaShawn McCoy still looks pretty good in Buffalo. But they don't have him. We're crying over spilled milk if we're hanging on to that too much. Um, it's I'm at a loss for words because I'm I'm just so frustrated with the running back thing. It's insane to me. I appreciate the arguments that we have on Twitter. You know, it's fun to debate. It's all in good fun. Ultimately, this is sports. You know, this is not anything. This is not life or death we're talking about here. I know we take our sports very seriously, but um, it's just frustrating, gang. It's it's a frustrating thing to have Carson Wentz go through the same thing, some of the same issues that we saw last year when he attempted the second most attempts of any rookie quarterback ever because the Eagles didn't have a reliable run game last year because Ryan Matthews was talented and when he was on, he was on and he, you look back at the Falcons game and he was a big piece and the Eagles being able to beat the Falcons, but he's not around anymore. He's a free agent. I don't even know if he'll ever play again. And the Eagles are stuck with not too many good running backs. They, they thought Wendell Smallwood could be more than what he is, I guess, but he's not. And he, the other concern with Wendell Smallwood is he gets hurt. He's healthy right now, but he's not this, this you know, magical solution. And part of the reason why Wendell Smallwood can't get more playing time is because his pass protection isn't good. We saw it in week one. So it's not like a matter of just sticking him in there just because he might be one of the team's better runners. And maybe that's why he hasn't been running effectively because teams know that when he's in, the Eagles aren't going to ask him to pass block. They're going to ask him to run so they can key in on the run. And that's an issue. That's an issue with the Eagles running game as a whole, really, is that they're very predictable. I mean, you have Darren Sproles in there, and he's harder to cover, even though you might be knowing what he's doing because he's so fast still, and you can use him in the passing game and the running game. But you look at LeGarrette Blunt, and you know for the most part the Eagles aren't going to throw the ball to him. 
he's not a receiving back. He, he had the touchdown against Washington in week one, and that was a good call. And that's probably maybe where you do want to use LeGarrette Blunt sometimes. I think LeGarrette Blunt has a role on this team, and you should use him in the short-yarded situation. But that wasn't really an issue with the Eagles yesterday against the Chiefs. That wasn't a thing. Like There wasn't like, oh, the Eagles had short-yarded things and plays, and they didn't even use LeGarrette Blunt. That wasn't the case. All right. I'm kind of getting sick of talking about the run game. Although I'm sure we'll be talking about it a ton more. Um, this has been BGN Radio Daily with yours truly, Brandon Lee Gowton. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I'm sure we'll be talking about the run game, everything, all of this more throughout the week. Um, I appreciate you tuning in today. If you want to check out this podcast, you can do so on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, all of those podcast apps. If you like our podcast, even if you hate me and you disagree with all of my takes, especially about the running back situation, but if you enjoy the podcast because you're listening to it right now, so I think you may, you can give us a five-star rating on iTunes and leave us a review. Tell us the feedback. Hey, if you don't like what I'm saying, leave a review and tell me what I could do better because we appreciate it. As BGN Radio's Facebook account is pointing out in the comments of this Facebook chat live right now, you can also follow BGN Radio on Twitter. That's BGN underscore radio. You can follow that for all the updates on our podcast and everything we have going on. You can check out the Bleeding Green Nation Facebook page, or BGN Radio Facebook page, at facebook.com backslash BGN Radio Podcast. If you like bonus content, we're doing a lot more bonus content for you guys this season than we've ever done before. It's all on patreon.com backslash BGN Radio. You can sign up there and check out some of the cool things that Vince Quinn is doing with the, the Beast the show that he's doing, a look around the NFC East, and you can check out some of the other podcasts we do. So go do all that. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon Gowan, and if you want to yell at me about the running backs or rant about me some more and try to drive me even more crazy than I'm already feeling right now, go ahead and do that. Um, and as always, obviously, check out all of our work at bleedinggreennation.com. We'll have a lot for you this week. We'll argue. We'll debate. It'll be great. It'll be awful. But until next time, thanks again for everyone for tuning in and take it easy.